Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 30. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who's angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to counsel and whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out till you've paid the last penny. Mm. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Well, I'm joined by the great Tally Coughlin. And uh, Tally, I'm sure neither of us are totally qualified to uh, to speak on uh, the importance of not being an angry person. Mm-hmm. I know that, uh, yeah, there's, there's plenty of uh, people out there who definitely find it ironic me talking about this because yes. um yeah without the holy spirit i can uh i can get get heated um and so here we are jesus is getting into the laws yeah um and you know yesterday's passage is just vital context for understanding uh these coming days where we're getting into anger lust divorce um, and he's doing these, you've heard it said structure yep. statements where it's like, you've heard it said blank, but I say mm-hmm. blank. Mm-hmm. And uh, really what Jesus is basically saying is it's really ironic. So in one way, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven is so simple. Mm. You want to you wanna be in the kingdom of heaven? Declare your spiritual bankruptcy. Look to Jesus. And that is 100% true. Yeah. But the way of Jesus, like you think the law of Moses is the way of Jesus. Like that's the training wheels. (laughs) Like that's just saying don't murder, but you want to know what fulfilling the true fulfillment and actualization of that law is, is to not be angry at your brother. So, uh, Tally, what are your, what are your thoughts on, on Jesus raising the bar on us here? Well, I, I love to point out patterns because I think that helps us remember And you'll see in each of these sections, it starts with, you have heard that it was said, and then it changes to, but I say to you. And so there's a juxtaposition that he wants to make here. And if we remember who the original audience was here, um, these people had not studied Mosaic law. Mm. Like they had heard from the Pharisees. They had heard from the scribes that you shall not murder, Mm -hmm. but they never studied the Torah with their fingers and hands touching the scrolls. They had never spent the time understanding all of the extra biblical rabbinic laws that were attached to them. Um, And so the saying, he's addressing to them where they are, Mm -hmm. right? He's not saying only you who have sat in the the school under the rabbis, this is for you. He's saying, everyone you've heard what they've said. It's been communicated to you. This is for you. But then when he transitions to, but I say to you, again, Jesus is establishing his authority over Mosaic law, Mm -hmm. his authority to interpret, his authority to fulfill, 
Um, and he desires to teach them a true understanding of the law of Moses. And so in doing so, he's exposing the heresy of the Pharisees. He's um, exposing the external performance that has been demanded from the people by the Pharisees um, and really wants to unpack the heart. Um, and mm-hmm. so he's always bringing matters of the law back to the heart, which I love. Um, he cares about the inner workings of our souls and not the doing that is uh, observable by others. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, another kind of interesting structure thing here is Jesus opens with the Beatitudes, which are are primarily, um, you know, focused on sort of how we relate to God. They mm-hmm. also get into how we relate to other people. And then uh, then salts of the earth, light of the world, it, it's kind of outward facing. And so Jesus starts with this, like, uh, you know, the poor in spirit, like how you relate to God. Yeah. But then it moves really densely into how you relate to other people, which is very similar to the structure of the law. Right. Like the Ten Commandments yeah. and Levitical law. That's good. Um, is, is it starts with relating to God, but then really densely unpacks um, yeah. how you relate to other people. That's really good connection. I and so, uh, and then, you know, as he gets into the nitty gritty, he starts here um, with anger. And then there's this particularly uh, convicting verse about uh, worship about if you are, if you're offering a gift at the altar mm-hmm. and, and yet you've, there's a broken relationship where like it's on you. Yeah. Um, you know, someone has something against you, leave your gift there and go be reconciled. I have to admit, I sometimes hate that verse. I was about to say, don't you sometimes like, wish I wasn't there. I do. <laughs> I do. My convict, because I don't want to be convicted. I want to stay angry because I feel so right. Yeah. I mean, if we're being honest and candid here, like there are parts about this that are not just challenging, but like in my flesh, I want to run away from. Mm. And thanks be to God that he doesn't allow us to stay in those places. And he softens hard hearts um, because I know that when I give in to my anger and I give it room to grow and nurture it and pet it like it's some puppy that I delight in, right? It takes a grip on me, but God is not going to leave me in that space. He loves his children too much Mm -hmm. to allow us to stay hard hearted. Um, So, but yes, that verse in particular, there have been Sundays where I'm about to take communion and I need to go ask for Jordan's forgiveness. Mm. I need to ask for my children's forgiveness for yelling at them in anger on mm. the car ride to church for mm. being sinners just like I am. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I shortly after starting working at Christ Covenant, um, th- it was one of those things where like, you know, lean worship all the time doing stuff like this. And then uh, one day it kind of dawned on me that, there was a a friendship that just like didn't end very well Mm. in college. And, you know, like these things always are, it was complicated, (laughs) you know, like it wasn't like I just like bucked up and was a a terrible person to this person. And like, but it was just complicated. But the one thing that I did know for sure was like that I could have done things better and that, that there was some reconciliation left to be done. Yeah that like in order to pursue that meant me like eating some humble pie yeah yeah and, and sending a sending a text and being like hey man like i like i want to talk and and 
say some stuff, you know, yeah. and admit some yeah. stuff of just not being a, a good friend. And, uh, but like the beauty of this and the beauty of verse 23 and 24 is like you and I like have probably countless times like wished that that wasn't there, yeah. you know, and yeah. that we could just worship in peace and not worry about the anger with him. But like, you know, your relationship with Jordan and your kids and, you know, right. my friendships and my relationship with Jenna, yeah, like are so much more beautiful. Like there's so much more peace yes. and like lasting joy yeah. because of that confrontation. Totally. And so it's like challenging and confronting, but you know, God's commands are not burdensome yeah. at the end of the day. Um, do you have any other, any other thoughts on, on sort of this passage and how it plays out? I think it's important to remember that what we read yesterday in order to um, maintain the motivation for fighting this good fight, because we are called to give glory to the Father. We are mm -hmm. called to be a city on a hill that cannot be hidden, uh, the light of the world. And when mm -hmm. we are angry, when we've given room to anger, when we're serving the kingdom marred by anger, mm -hmm. we are a tarnished light. Yeah. We are a city with broken windows, with broken doors wow. that does not welcome others into it. We are incapable of being what we've called to be. And so why do we need to take anger seriously? Because of what we've been called to be, salt yeah. and light and a city on a hill. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's important to understand though, some like I, I we've we've counseled so many couples and oftentimes the question is, well, what do we fight it out into 2 a.m., 3 a.m.? We have to be reconciled. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, right? Yeah. And we often are like, no, go to bed. Nothing good happens after midnight. Like <laughs> yes. truly no good words come out of world. your mouth yeah. after a certain period yeah. of time. If you weren't saying intelligent things at 10 p.m., you yeah. definitely won't be at 2 a.m. That's right. So <laughs> just stop while you're ahead. And so what, what this is actually, I think, going after again is not the law of this is how you reconcile. Like this is going after the heart. Is your heart a willing heart? Are you taking action? Are you leaning towards reconciliation? Are you going towards the conflict? Are you going towards the accuser? Are yeah. you going towards the judge? Or are you stalwart and hard-hearted and unwilling? Yeah, Those are heart dispositions that result in action. And I think we get the order backwards sometimes. We want to know the action that we need to do to fix the anger yeah. versus the heart of surrender before God, the judge. Yeah. Um, and the humility, the the broken, poor in spirit that stops offering a gift, which oftentimes I'm offering a gift because yes, I want to respond to the Lord, but uh, let's be honest, my response in worship when I'm not angry versus my heart of <laughs> worship in anger look very different. So my gift, this is air quote gifts of, of worship to the Lord isn't even a good gift. Mm. I think it might be, but it's just not, it's yeah. not a good gift. It's a, it's a tarnished gift. Uh, that my rightness is coloring and, yeah. um, you know, I, I am challenged by this passage. Every time I look at it, I, I have a very strong sense of justice. And so I can quickly go to anger. Yeah. Um, and you know, I look at Jesus who had all the reason in the world to have anger in his heart towards the injustice that he experienced. Oh my gosh. And yet he stood silently in the face of his accusers. Yeah how much I have to learn from him is it's pretty significant. Well, <laughs> yep. Yep. I, uh, I think too, it's like good to note to what you were saying, especially in the context of like how this plays out in those moments of like going to the person. 
it is not the same thing to be reconciled to somebody and to reach an agreement, mm-hmm. like to be in a, in full agreement. Right. And that's something that like marriage has definitely taught me mm. is, you know, when, when things get heated and emotions run high, it's one thing to reach reconciliation yeah. and to be in right standing with one another. Right. And it's another thing to like share the same viewpoint right. on a matter. Yeah. That's good. And so like, you know, I, I do think that that's important and that that plays out not just in marriage, but like in friendships and Absolutely. in church situations where like, yeah. you know, especially when there's multiple perceptions of like how something went down, um, you know, in one sense, like you might in some scenarios never like fully agree on like what really happened or yeah. like what, yeah. you know, how things played out. Right. But you can be in right stand, like you can pursue God together, right? Like as friends, as spouses, as coworkers, whatever it is, yeah. yeah. Like you can pursue God together. You can be in right standing with one another, and then from that, you can like work towards agreeing, right? And like working through things. Mm-hmm. So reconciliation, in some ways, like proceeds, like yeah. at least from my understanding. Like, well, what you're saying is so good. I mean, reconciliation doesn't mean unity and sameness. Yeah. It means unity as brothers and sisters in Christ. And no two people are going to see one thing the same way. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. We just, we have our experiences that sh- uh, color, we have our feelings, we have, you know, our hormones, like everything is so different <laughs> yeah. and unique to each person. We're never going to see this book here with the same uh, impact, result, feelings, whatever. It's all going to be different. And so I think we can kind of convolute unity with um sameness and like identical like we have to believe and think the same thing happened and agree upon the same thing versus like being unified in pursuing jesus yeah we are unified in pursuing humility we are unified in pursuing peace yes and with those things then we can look at this and be reconciled you know reconciliation of bills you're making the money make sense you're looking at this is the cost and this is with the payment. And so yep. you're make, taking data and you're making it balance out. Yeah, It doesn't mean that the dollars are the same currency. It doesn't mean that they are this crinkled the same way. It yeah. doesn't mean yeah, that exactly. my dollar in coins is less valuable than your dollar in bills. Like, um, yeah. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, man, uh, uh, a convicting but beautiful word from Jesus. Ever good. And, uh, yes, ever good. And, uh, you know, I, I think too, just like, as we go through these as a, as a closing thought, like what we will see as we see Jesus's standard of righteousness is the bar gets higher and higher. Um, and it's all good and it's all beautiful, but, uh, you know, I think it, it kind of begs this question of like, who could ever actually live this way? Mm, yeah. And, uh, there's only one who's fulfilled all righteousness right. and it's Jesus. And, uh, and so it, it should, instruct the way that we live, but it should also form our worship. Like, wow. When I say Jesus fulfills all righteousness, that's not just some like pithy, like whatever phrase, like that is loaded with like awe and wonder. Thanksgiving should fill us when we, like when we read passages like this and we're filled with conviction, right? And we're like, oh, I'm the worst. I'm never going to be godly enough. It, there, there has to be like a pivot point of like, oh, but Jesus was. Yep. He was perfect. Amen. Amen. Wow. Well, a great word on anger. And uh, tomorrow we're moving into another light one, which is lust. <laughs> so uh, we're going to keep it going. 
Uh, so for the great Tally Coughlin, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.